I think there was a study done recently where it was looking at why we have a tendency to almost like have this like feasting hour at like four o'clock, five o'clock in the evening, yeah. right? Where you get home or you're driving home and you're like, hey, like I, I'm like hungry right now and I just want to eat something. And you ever notice how like you just like eat whatever, it's either you eat whatever's in front of you or you eat whatever is convenient for yeah. you at that time, right? And they showed that it's linked to decision fatigue. How often have you been in a, in a scenario where you had to, you came home from work, you're like super exhausted and you just, even though you needed to, to rest, you just continued to push yourself and you just, you all, did it. Yeah, all the time, man. Like right now, you know, my, my schedule is like t four days a week, 10 mm -hmm. a.m. to 9 p.m. Mm -hmm. Even after that, I, I'm at home, I eat first, there's food on the table, which is perfect. Right. Yeah. And then I'm looking at my schedule that I've already planned in my calendar. I'm like, right. fuck, I still have to write. I still yeah. have to like text my clients at the email right. the clients that I'm working with right. on my own coaching side of things. And right. Basically, when I see that, I'm like, fuck, it's kind of discouraging. Yeah. I get really tired, I get burnt <laughs> out for the day. But at the same time, a lot of the things that we, we work on right now, like as side projects, are our passion projects align with our sort of purpose. Yeah. And uh, even when that happens, even when you're working on your purpose or your passion project, you're still going to get burnt out. Right. I don't really believe in people that say, oh, if you really like what you're doing, you won't get burnt out, you won't get tired. Yeah fucking human man. We're gonna yeah. get <laughs> like we only have so much willpower and motivation and yeah. then you just dry out like a car right like right. it's a gasoline in a car yeah you have to refuel every so often yeah no i totally agree with you i think that you know actually through so when i was in university university i think i told you about this i i used the university's counseling yeah. services that they had available and my therapist at that time she she talked to me about how you can think of your like you can think of how you have a, you know, like just like how you have a fuel tank in your car. Yeah. You also have like a, a tank in your brain as well too, right? And so every time you make a decision or you do something, you you do you do anything really, right? That takes up energy. You withdraw from that, right? And anytime you even get into like things like an argument with someone and you start dwelling over that that fight or you start dwelling over certain thoughts or you know anxiety especially yeah. right you you have racing thoughts you're like drawing from it even quicker yeah right and eventually you hit a point where you're just like it's just completely empty so you have to refuel it yeah it's like your your muscle right you're just using it you get fucking tired it's the mm -hmm. same thing when it comes to your brain you have so much of that uh, decision-making power. So mm -hmm. the study that I read was uh, we make about 35,000 conscious decisions a day. You don't think about it that way. That's, yeah. that's a whole lot of decisions throughout yeah. the day. And I realized that fuck, I don't, I don't think I make 35,000, but you actually do, whether it's what you wear, you know, what you eat, what directions mm -hmm. to take. And even the things you were talking about, like the anxiety, you're just overthinking yeah. things and thinking, okay, I should do it this way because this works. Right. Those are even conscious decisions in yeah. your mind that you uh, processing right but after 70 decisions another study shows that after 70 decisions you go through this decision fatigue right you can't make good decisions right. or good decisions um, as well so automating a lot of the stuff that we do in life 
um, which we call like just autopilot. Right. So I don't know, you, you're more of a scientist than I am. <laughs> took science in school yeah. more than I did. Uh, we have this thing called a DMN, like right. default uh, mode network, I think. Right. Yeah, it's like where a lot of our habits live, all of the auto processes that we go through and the biases we have mm -hmm. in that part of our brain. Mm -hmm. So we, we're always on that basically when we're doing anything in life for, for mm -hmm. the most part, which is good. Mm -hmm. But there's also that part where we need to be more conscious of those decisions. Right. So things like things that affect your work or other people, mm -hmm. consequential decisions is what we call it. Yeah. You want to be more conscious and actually make use your, your decision-making cognitive power, I guess, right. to make those decisions. Yeah. yeah. I, I know that we, um, it's interesting that you bring that up because I know that we talked about the, the confirmation bias and yeah. I imagine that it also lives in this part of the brain yeah. as well too, right? And if we're making all these decisions, uh, conscious decisions, then we have to rely on some other source of um, some some other source to be able to to fuel the you know the other decisions that aren't part of the seventy that we we have the yeah. ability or, or capacity to do right. And actually, as you were as you were talking about thirty five thousand conscious decisions, I started thinking about what about the subconscious decisions that we make every day. That I don't yeah. even know. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many other decisions that. Well, those are like the automatic ones that we don't really think yeah. about. I, I don't know if we think about it. Right. So it's just like in our minds, it's just automatically just, we do something without yeah. thinking about it. Like you grabbing a glass of water, us going to the bathroom, brushing yeah. your teeth. You don't yeah. really have to think about it. Right. It just comes naturally. Yeah. I don't think that counts as a conscious decision to, right. or in my right. limited knowledge, yeah. I don't think it's a conscious decision to brush your teeth. It's just, okay, I woke up, just going to yeah. brush my teeth, right? Yeah. yeah. No, you're totally right. I guess like that, even now that I think about it, even those decisions probably take up, you know, a certain amount of energy yeah. to be able to, to make them as well too. It may not be as much as, you know, let's say that we, you know, let's say those decisions that we have to make when we're, you know, speaking with a client or a patient, right? And you're trying to really dissect what they're, they're talking about and trying to help them and provide them with support or in circumstances where, you know, you're writing an exam, for example, right? and you have to really think critically about the question that is being proposed to you and how to answer it correctly. But I feel as if there, there has to be some, some amount of energy that, that is you know, taken away from our reservoir, right? To, yeah. to make those subconscious decisions too. Every so often, yeah, I think that's true. But the big thing is with, with decision-making, um, you have to separate what matters, what doesn't matter, what's right. inconsequential, what is consequential. Inconsequential to me is honestly like taking what road to work, mm -hmm. what should I eat, what should I wear. Obviously I feel like I want to look good, but yeah. a lot of people say pick out the clothes early, right? Yeah. Make your decisions, like the decisions that matter early in the morning. But I don't think that works all the time. That kind of advice, I get why people would tell you to make those hard decisions in the morning. But you're working nine to five, you have eight hours of time where you have to make those hard decisions. So doing it at 9 a.m., maybe you might not have any meetings then. Yeah. You might have meetings at like 3 p.m. or 4 p.m. Right. So you have to make those decisions at 4 p.m. still, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, that's exactly it. And I think there was a study done recently where it was looking at why we have a tendency to almost like have this like feasting hour at like four o'clock, five o'clock in the evening, yeah. right? Where you get home or you're driving home and you're like, Hey, like I, I'm like hungry right now and I just want to eat something. And 
you ever notice how like you just like eat whatever it's either you eat whatever is in front of you or you eat whatever is convenient for you at that time right and they showed that it's linked to decision fatigue like you mentioned before right when you're making all those decisions throughout the day oh i remember the i remember the actual study now so what they what they studied was that uh, was judges yeah. actually right oh yeah i read that study yeah. too yeah and and the mexico or something like that something like yeah. that yeah and the amount of paroles that were being granted there were more paroles being granted for those that were going to a hearing in the morning yeah. than in the then later in the day right yeah and if you think about why that is it's because well by a judge saying no Right, where you know they're saying no to a potential convict that can cause you know a lot of harm to society if they're released again. They are just simply choosing to not make a decision, yeah. right? Because we have to think so critically before we can make that important decision, right? And if you go in the afternoon where you're already fatigued and you're tired because you've spent the morning making more important decisions, I mean it's better to say no because the risk is lower, yeah. right? They go to default to no. It's like I, I don't know. Like, I, know yeah. I don't know if they're conscious that they have to do that. But yeah. I mean, I, I totally get why they would say no. Because yeah. <laughs> I don't want to get a felon outside. Yeah. So yeah. just in case. So yeah. And when we take that study and the principles behind it, and we actually apply it to our life. I think we can actually put ourselves into a place where we can actually make good decisions throughout the entire span of the day like it doesn't have to just be a nine to five anymore right it can actually extend way past that but we have to be smart about it we have to be we have to make you know we have to prepare we have to be proactive right how do you how are you proactive like i know that you talked about uh picking clothes out in the morning right um and uh having a having a morning routine but you know talk to us a little bit or what what are some of the strategies specifically that you use well basically for things that don't matter i try to put on autopilot so like taking medication it does yeah. matter but i mean to me it's such a small thing small little tasks so i i call i just make it like anytime you want to start a behavior or a habit you want to make it very obvious and easy so what i do is i don't take medication traditionally no one does actually i'm pretty sure most of us don't but i mean i just leave it on my bedside table beside my water beside my glasses so when i wake up i pick up my glasses i drink the water I grab my pills, very automatic. I don't really have to think about it. And then at nighttime, I take another one. So once I've taken that pill for the morning, I'll make my bed and then throw the other pill on my pillow. So when I come home, I can just see, oh, I have to take this. Yeah. Just make things easy, very obvious. And um, people call it habit stacking. So basically you stack one habit over another and that's mm-hmm. how you build your routine and mm-hmm. things kind of go on autopilot from there. Yeah, yeah, no no kidding. It's, re- it's, uh, it's interesting that you talk about that because it's like something that I've just subconsciously gravitated uh, towards, yeah. right? Implementing into my life, especially as of, as of more recent where, you know, I have, a, I have a set routine, right? And it's, it's actually the reason why now, I used to, for example, I used to work out um, like five days a week or whatever, yeah. right? And this past several months, I've started going every day, right? And it's not because I am trying to work. I can like, tell. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. Getting too big. Getting too big. <laughs> it's not because I. It's like it's not because of the physical manifestations that I'm trying to go after, but it's more so. I have this morning routine where I want to. I want to work out, and I and I can feel. You know, I can feel the 
uh, the impact that it has on my mental capacity. And I know so that- It sets a tone. It yeah. sets a tone for your day. It uh, does. That's why making the bed kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, it works for some people. Yeah. You really have to buy into the thought that making the bed has this tone that I'm, I'm gonna be successful today or right. something. Yeah. Even the night routine, it sets a tone for the next day, right? right. So I mean, yeah. it's really important to have those routines in place. And like your workout is your kind of your self-care yeah. recharge. Yeah. Or it fills your battery up and right. your, your cat has a charging station. <laughs> it's gonna be the same thing for us. We need a charging yeah. station. Me and my charging station is my bed. I need to pass right. out for 15 minutes, 20 minutes to right. be able to work another three hours. I right. think that's a good investment on return, like yeah. ROI, right? So, that, is, that is great. How do you, like, I, I come from a place where I struggle to take naps, not because, not because of this, like, it's like driven by ego and not because it's like, oh, I don't want to take naps because, you know, that's like wasting time, yeah. but actually more so if I take a nap, like I'm going to sleep for the rest of the day. <laughs> get right? Yeah. I, I've been there. Like I sleep, I'm, I'm only sleep 10 minutes, yeah. but sometimes I'm like, fuck, I slept two fucking hours. <laughs> God damn. And you're groggier yeah. and you're like less functional. Like yeah. Alex just came over to film with yeah. me. And I was exhausted. I took an hour or so nap. He came in. We had to refilm the first part a couple times because yeah. I was so tired. And then he's like, "Yeah, I could tell when you woke up, and when you were like still in sleeping mode." Yeah. So can we start the first part again? Yeah. <laughs> so he could see that. But what I've done is uh, obviously the alarm is important. Everyone has an alarm to mm -hmm. set that. But I even put it on snooze after 15 minutes sometimes. Yeah. But what's really worked and I heard this on a podcast yeah. nap presso you take a nap <laughs> yeah. but you take an espresso shot before you take a nap yeah. and that when you wake up after that 15 minute nap your brain is already on like right. automatically you trigger to just start working and right. wired so um, I've tried that it's helped that's one thing I've done yeah you're totally right like I, I used to I used to do that when I like again this was very unhealthy and it was what led to burnout so I don't condone it in any way shape yeah. or form but when I knew that, you know, on those nights where I wasn't getting much sleep, it was just a few hours, I knew that I was going to have troubles waking up in the morning. So what I did was I, I set my alarm clock one hour before I needed to wake up, take a caffeine pill as soon as that alarm hit, yeah. go back to sleep, <laughs> snooze it, and then wake up when I, when I actually needed to, right? Yeah. But eventually you hit a point where that's, you know, this Band-Aid solution, it doesn't, it doesn't work anymore, yeah. right? Caffeine can only take you so far. Like you, it's like a very temporary solution. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, you also like I think you talked about this before. It's like you get that uh, what's that word? Tolerance. Tolerance yeah. for it as well. Yeah. If, but I don't think it's about the tolerance. I think you need a long-term solution to be successful yeah. and to keep going. And that's what the self-care looks like, right? For me, my self-care, I need a full eight hours of sleep. Right. But lately, I haven't been. Yeah. I've been getting like three to four hours a yeah. night. So clearly, my mind is a lot more irritable. Yeah. I'm annoyed at everything. <laughs> Typically on the road, I don't really get mad anymore. I stop getting mad at people, but as of late, because my poor sleep patterns, yeah. I just get annoyed and yeah. I don't make good decisions on which way to take and yeah. it takes me longer to get places or right. my relationships go sideways a little bit yeah. because I get in arguments, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like the small things start to annoy you a little bit more, right? Because, I mean, if you think about it, it's like, just like how we charge up our phones at nighttime, you know? and. You know, it's in preparation for the next morning because we know we're gonna need it for the entire day. If it's like, it's like imagine if you charge up your phone for just half the night, or you know, or like just an hour, right? You're going to, you may not charge it all the way, right? And just like um, when you sleep, if you're if you're charging yourself up for an hour, two hours, or three hours, you're not gonna you're not gonna charge up all the way, right? So once you use up that limited reserve that you have. I mean, it's like, 
everything goes out the window, right? All of the all of the self care stuff, all of the you know like everything that you you learn through your self development, the strategies, right? You they all go out the window. It goes out the window. Yeah. Like you don't have the decision making power to make those good decisions, and you're just so tired. Yeah. And then everything, like you said, goes out the window. It's like you forget how to drive, pretty yeah. much, right? Yeah. Yeah. You're like screw it. You know, like I, I don't care about the con. You don't think about the consequences anymore, yeah. right? You're just like, I'm gonna just make this decision because it's the easiest thing to do. Yeah, I right? think the best thing is like, it's, like you said about the McDonald's thing or the fast food thing before. Yeah, you, you see the golden arches. You're like, I'm hungry. I could either go home and actually think about what to cook, or I can just go to McDonald's. You yeah. just default to the easiest thing, which is yeah. fast food. Yeah, I'm like that. Yeah, I go to default fast food. But now that you know. Now I have all this kind of knowledge. I try to plan my meals ahead of time and I'm right. just like, okay, I should eat this. So when I go home today, I already cooked duck breast. So I'm going to be like, okay, <laughs> I'm going to eat this duck breast when I get home. Perfect. I don't have yeah. to think about it. Yeah. Yeah. I like that, right? It's like, I like not being, not needing to allocate as much resources to, to certain yeah. things that, that don't really, I don't want to say don't really mean much, but they, they just mean a little bit less than some of the more important things yeah, in your and life. Like the, I guess what means less to you might mean something to someone else. Like a yeah. fitness trainer will think eating properly is a way bigger deal than what I think it is, yeah. right? And then I think like sleep is more important than working right. fucking 18 hours or something. Yeah. Whatever people do, yeah. I've seen people on Instagram and like social media are like, oh, hustle all day, every yeah. day kind of thing. And I'm, I think it's the biggest BS ever. Like that's such a surface level thing. What do yeah. you do? You don't sleep? I'm pretty sure they sleep too, yeah. but they're sending out the wrong message, right. making you feel like you're not doing enough yeah. because you are doing enough for yourself, but now this guy's telling you you're not doing enough, you feel like you're forced to wake up and stay awake and work an extra four or five hours yeah. and get less sleep. Yeah, I've been there, man. Like I, I wish that I had the, the knowledge um, that I have now, but I had to learn, sometimes I think that you have to learn things the hard way, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you have to, for me at least, I needed to push myself to that point where I was working those crazy hours and then I just and then I felt like crap yeah. for a long time for like two years and then I realized okay this is not sustainable I'm you pretty know? sure people gave you advice for that too like oh just just take it easy don't work yeah. so hard all the time yeah. and like I'm pretty sure your mom probably said the same thing don't work so hard all the time you need to relax my parents told me oh, yeah. don't work so hard for money yeah and then I still did yeah. and then you you know in the back of your mind that someone's been telling you this, yeah. but you still do it anyways because yeah. you want to you want to learn for yourself. Like it's yeah. like when your parents say don't drink, oh I've been there, and like and you still go drink, you still party. Yeah. yeah. But they know better because yeah. they've been there. Yeah. And my dad told me to read a book, like oh read a book, read the classified ads, read the opinions in the newspaper. Yeah. It makes you smarter, you get right. better, you get you know you're better educated. I never read it until. <laughs> I never read actually. Yeah. I hated reading until like I got depressed. Then that's yeah. when I'm like, I need to, I need to find answers. Yeah. And that's when I got really into like the self help industry and understanding. Oh, okay, like this is I get it now. No my doubt. Dad told me to read yeah. more.